Welcome back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today we are sitting down for uh, one of the last few episodes of our Eight Crazy Nights of Rye, and today we are discussing Knob Creek Rye. So this is a single barrel select, Knob Creek Rye, and it's 115 proof. So before we dive too much into this bad boy, though, we want to make sure we let you know who's on the podcast today. We got Travis and Nick. How we doing, fellas? Doing well. Awesome. Good, good, good. And we also want to let you know that today's episode of Bourbon Barrel Talk is sponsored by Matt Wagner with Oxenus Partners Wealth Management. Matt specializes in strategic, financial, and investment planning. I've personally worked with Matt for numerous years and appreciate his honest and straightforward approach. He and his team have personally helped me and others that I know with all of our investing needs. Oxenus currently has two locations, one in downtown Jeffersonville, the other in the heart of St. Matthews. For a no-obligation consultation, please call Matt at 502 502- Four three two one four zero one. So eight crazy nights of rye. We are diving in on a Knob Creek single barrel. This one, I believe, was a Cox's pick, if I remember correctly. Hmm. It says BWI number one honey barrel, but it's a Fred No. So this is an old school. It's got the placard. Matter of fact, I think a few episodes ago we were talking about these, and we were talking about the actual bourbons, not the actual rye. But Nick, what do yep. we know about these? Yeah, definitely the older one with the uh, the plastic placard. That's one of the hallmark signs. Um, I don't know what year officially they, they switched over, but I know it recently they just started the paper ones. But at 115 proof, Knob Creek, uh, look, kind of looking forward to this. I haven't had this in a, a good while. so. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, I think these are in the six to eight year range. Most of them are. Um, so they are a little bit older. They've got a good color to them. I mean, if you by looking at it, you know, um, for your eye and things to that nature. So And, and uh, this is a pick, right? This is yeah. a pick, yep. Yep. Like I said, I'm pretty sure this was a Cox's Evergreen pick or would what would have been before Cox's bought like uh, the place there off of uh, Westport Road. What was that? What was that liquor store before Cox's bought it? Do you remember? I can't either. Anyway, that, I, that's where I bought this one. That that was kind of one of my little honey holes I used to shop at all the time. And I bought it there. And uh, this is uh, the second bottle that I bought there of, of this particular pick because I actually kind of enjoy this one. So, But I'm kind of curious to see what you guys think and kind of go in from there. Travis, I know you were talking that you weren't super, super versed on the Knob Creek Rise. Um, is it just because you're just not a big bean fan or, or what? The ones that I had tasted previous to this were just kind of aggressive and hot and um, a little bit of a mess. Um, this one is definitely still hot. It's big. It's clearly a rye. Um, it, it's hanging. It, is, it, it, it makes its presence known for sure, but I actually really like it. Um, I did not expect to like it. It's, um, it's, uh, it's a little complex. It's very well put together. Got some good sweetness. It's, it's very viscous hangs. It, it it lingers. It's, it gives you, you know, your kind of typical bourbon type notes, that sweetness kind of brown sugar stuff, but also the big kind of typical rye, uh, notes there. Um, I, I like it. I, I was prepared to not like this, so, yep. you know, I, I bought I this one for the nose. Like, whenever, the first time I tried it and I pulled it open and I, I smelled it, like, it's just, it's got a really, really welcoming nose to it, especially for a rye, because a lot of times you get a little bit of heat and burn, even on the nose with a rye. Yeah, you do pick up some of that uh, extra spice, like, on that mid, the back of the palate, and it does have a nice, like, longer finish. Yeah. Yeah, but, the nose is, uh, does not prepare you for the palate. Yeah. And I think part of that's the 115 proof, right? I mean, you know, when, when, when you get these things in their barrel picks and their single barrels, and I know they water all of them down to that 115 level, but, uh, or at least blend them to that point. But with it being a single barrel, they would have, you know, brought it back down to that. It, it definitely gives it something unique. Um, the, the one thing that, that, 
this has mint on it and I don't typically like a mint on a rye, mm-hmm. but this one I've always enjoyed. Um, and I think it's because it gives me more of that spearmint, not peppermint. Like more and of it's that not intense mint. though. It's just a, a compliment. Yeah. 100%. It's like a chewing gum. That's what I said. Like spearmint, like yeah. uh, double mint gum. Like yep. th- that's where I was like Wrigley's double mint gum. That's where I was picking up. Does you still get that sweetness with that, with the gum? It's not, um, overbearing. But I, I do. I just love the nose on this. It doesn't have front, like uh, when, when I sip it, I don't get it. But again, that palate, I mean, it kind of just goes up like a roller and then it kind of yep. comes down, which is nice. Like, yeah, there's not much on the entry. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but once it, once you swallow it, <laughs> it's all over you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is definitely a, a mid to back to finish palate finisher. Like it, the rye really hits in that mid part all the way back into the back of your throat. But it still isn't like, it's not collarburn. Like it's not, no. it's not getting all the way down to the collar. I mean, it, it it's got a good finish. It's just a... You know, for for hundred fifteen proof, you know, it's I I don't think it necessarily drinks like hundred fifteen proof. I no, don't, I don't get that super burn. I don't get a lot of it on the nose, where it's just like, you know, I have to take a step back and revisit it. You know, let it air out a little bit, but not not a bad pour. Yeah. Do you, do, do you know how long they've been making these Knob Creek rise? I don't. I mean, I can go back to uh, the old trusty Google. The old Google. Uh, it seems like five the, years probably. 17, 18, somewhere in there. Is that when they started releasing them, like 17, 18? I'm just guessing. Seems like it was a little earlier than that. But but you, you probably know better than I do, Travis. I mean, honestly, I I just remember buying this probably about two to three years ago. And if they were already releasing, you know, six to eight-year product, I got to believe they were probably releasing them probably in, you know, 2012, something like that. But No, they weren't, they weren't back that far. That far? Not the picks, no. All right. <clears throat> Google, Google. I know. He's going at it. I love it. Nick, that's usually your job, Nick. What do you know, man? I know. I know. Travis well, I, I did a pick in uh, one of our local groups, and I'm trying to find that. I'm not Googling it. Oh, you're not Googling it. You're looking oh. to see when you did your pick. Huh? So, so I can maintain my Because we did one of the first Googliness. ones. Googliness. You know, that is one of my favorite favorite lines. Like, what what is that from? The, uh, the, the internship. The internship. Yeah. The googliness. What was that? Vince Vaughn and uh, I always get the oh, the Wilson Owen, brothers. Owen Wilson. It's Owen Wilson? Okay. Yeah, I, sure, I get those two confused all the time, and I probably shouldn't, um, but he's definitely my favorite of the two Owen brothers, of the two Wilson brothers. I think my wife likes Luke Wilson because he's the handsome one. So we we got ours in 2018, <clears throat> March of 18, so I, I, they started them maybe you know, mid to late 17. Do you know if they had this? Yeah, that would be one of the older ones. Okay, so. Hmm. So probably 16, 17, you're thinking at the, I think at the very 17, because we did it r- like right after it started, and um, we got it in, in March of 18. Gotcha. It was the frosty bunghole. The frosty bunghole? Yeah, it, like like, f- it was like 22 okay. degrees that day when we picked it. Right, so it looks like 2015 is kind of when they dropped the rye. <clears throat> so I'd probably say a year or two after that. So that puts it right in line. Yeah, with oh, that 100% puts so it right I'm in line where a, he's at. I'm seeing an early one in 2015. Okay. So so they've been doing these for six or seven years then, basically. Hmm. I'll tell you what. I this Like I said, this is, this is one of the ones that I like to keep on my shelf. I like to have it around. I like to especially make cocktails out of this one because it holds up. Like it, you, you get the, there's enough spice to it. You can definitely you know put it out there. You can put it with a old fashioned. Um, I actually like making whiskey sours with it. I, I could definitely I see, see this. I could definitely see this as your cocktail one. Um, I mean, it has that higher proof yep. that I expect with the cocktail. Yep. Um, all for it. But I do. I, I love this with a whiskey sour. I would typically you know throw that in there, get a little lime juice and. A white, an egg white, and shake the shit out of it, and go from there, man. It's a 
a pretty solid way to make that. So, and if you've seen the Booker's Rye out there and you you're envious <laughs> of it and not going to spend the money, here's the little brother. So go for it. I swear to God, for a second there, I thought you said Booger's Rye, and I'm like, <laughs> what is he saying? I got my my Kentucky draw going on. Got your Kentucky draw going on. <laughs> Says the boy from California. That's right. Booker's rise, what he said, folks. So and that's me being, I guess, child childlike and infant like because I thought he said booger. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yeah, you're right. This is definitely the little brother in that situation of the bookers. Um, but like I said, I, I still think this is just a good solid drinker, something that, you know, people are going to want. They're easy to find, which is one of the other reasons why I love these things. Um, they're not super hard to find. Yeah. Retail's uh, like 60 bucks. Yeah, 56 to 59 I think is pretty standard, um, even for a store pick. I mean, I think that's about where they land at, so. Yeah, and I don't think, I don't see too many of these on, like, your secondary or anything else like that, unless it's, like, the older stuff. So it should be, again, easily, easily uh, able to find. Yeah, no, I've seen at least a good eight different stores, you know, in, in the Louisville market. Now, most of them are, you know, your big ones, Cox's, Liquor Barn, Total Wine, things like that. They all got store picks of these things sitting around. I don't know, did Justin's have any of these? No, Rye is a tough seller to uh, the general market. Really? Yeah. So. People, um, people get a little skittish. I mean, even like at the low Rye, like your Wild Turkey at 51%. I mean, right. They, I mean, they see Rye and they, they're like, oh, no. Well, this is like more like your traditional Kentucky rye. I mean, I think if I remember correctly, the mash bill was something like 55% rye and then went on up from corn from there. So, I mean, it, it's not your, you know, crazy, harsh, you know. Yeah. It's, been a, it's been a tough one, I think, for them because the whiskey nerds typically aren't infatuated with it and then the masses are not quite into rye. So it's had to struggle. That's why you don't see it on the secondary market. Yeah. But um, I also think people, if it sounds good to you, I mean, it's there. You should yeah. take it. Yeah. Well, I also think that, you know, Knob Creek, people kind of sleep on Knob Creek. Other than, you know, if you can get lucky enough to get one of those 14-year-old bourbons or 15-year-old bourbons, I think people kind of sleep on these. And yep. and I don't really know why. I mean, I, I, th- I think a lot of those, especially anything north of, you know, 11 to 12 years, I think are all pretty good solid right. you know bourbons especially so. so they don't do the uh 15 year single barrel uh barrel picks anymore but they do release like they have the 15 year that's all over town and people don't care about that at all but i think it's awesome yeah. whiskey it, it it is a good pour i i do that's think my that go-to the, at the bar anywhere I, feel, I go if they have it it's cheap i'm all over it i feel like they kind of missed the button on it or missed the bus i guess because of the fact that i think they could have made it a higher proof they had the they had the the what was that blue label 120 proof 12 year 12 they, year. Yeah. I mean yeah look they're they've struggled for years with their marketing and and their product mix I mean I don't think that they knew what they were doing and they're just they have so much whiskey but also not they don't have as much of the old stuff as you think they do but they didn't want to just release it as single barrel picks, so they started doing these different labels. The fifteen year, uh, that that twelve year, one hundred and twenty proof was one of the best releases of, you know, what was it, twenty twenty? Yeah, about a year ago, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everybody and their mom had one there for a while there, so I don't know. Yeah, I, maybe 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 Beam did kind of miss the bus on that. I don't know. But I feel like they kind of tried to go the old Forrester route, though, right? Like rebrand. They came out with the twelve year. They came out with the fifteen year. They've done a couple of other things that have pivoted and moved. So maybe maybe that's maybe that's their whole philosophy, you know. But but they also haven't gouged on prices. I mean, if you really look at it, I mean, these are all pretty much the same price they were, you know, three four years ago. I mean, maybe a five bucks more. I mean, not a ton. So I don't know. It's just to me that the the one thing that <clears throat> I think is 
what people like about most Jim Beam products um, is they are kind of aggressive on the flavor profile. They are spicy. Even Basil Hayden's um, at 80 proof still has a strong kind of, you know, spicy flavor profile to it for its proof. But Booker's, Baker's, Knob Creek, you know, I think Jim Beam, I think big spicy baking spice, this Knob Creek rye that we're drinking is no different. So I think it does turn a lot of people off as they're new into bourbon right they love basil hayden's but they don't drink knob creek they, they like that lower proof and that those more sweet profiles yep you know so they, they want all that sugar and caramel and yep what is it sweet and nice or sweet and everything nice i forget how that line goes but that's sugar and spice and everything nice yeah just minus the spice i guess <laughs> <laughs> so blends blends <laughs> they, they, they want the pretty figurines on top absolutely so, well, I, I think, like we said, we, we, we've got to rate these bad boys and, and throw them out there. So, for me, this is a, I'm going to go seven and a half. I was going to go seven. Um, yeah, I think I'm right there with you. I've, uh, there was something else I tasted that I would rate a little lower and pretty much everything else a little bit above that. So, I'm right, I'm right there with you guys. Seven, uh, th- seven th- and a half. This is fi- it's fine to me. It's good quality whiskey. Uh, everything else that we talked about considered into this, I think could bump it a little higher. It's, it's accessible, um, you know, and it's a it's a bit unique being higher proof. So, you know, yeah, I mean that whiskey on the scale of all whiskeys ever like, okay, it's right in the middle of the road, but for what it is, I, th- I think that gives it a bump. Yeah. I, no. need, I need to create an algorithm so we can, we can do like price and, and what our scale is for taste and availability. And I love it. We're going to have the Nick Hayden Excel spreadsheet of how we justify <laughs> whether bourbon is what. How many what. decimal places is that going to be? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure something out. Well, Nick will figure something out. He already said he was going to do it. So anyway. Well, all right. I think that's enough for this episode. If you want to get a Knob Creek, we definitely say, hey, get it, go get it. You know, like I said, I think they, they're great with cocktails and go from there. So. If you want to find us at Bourbon Barrel Talk, you can. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can also email us at bourbonbarreltalk at gmail.com. Um, like we've been talking about with Travis since he's been here, just about the entire series we've been running here. You want to, If you want to talk to him or have any questions or if you want to get a tasting or things like that, you can hit him up at teachbourbon.com. And he'll be more than glad to hook you up in that situation. Don't forget to, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Um, as always, this is Scott, Nick, and Travis signing off. Peace.